0: Keep on talking in the free world, Old Berg. Okay, so we ended off with nonsensical foolishness as usual. Let's get the party started. Talk That Talk is the live fan reaction call-in show before and after every Smackdown. We're here 30 minutes before Smackdown on Friday and we're here immediately afterward taking your calls at all times. Phone lines are always open. Talk That Talk, often imitated, never duplicated. A lot of pretenders out there. Let's get Darren in the house. Good evening, kind sir. Good evening once again. Shall we begin? Oh, I I got a lot to say
1: about that when we get to that part, but uh...
0: let me just rewind for a minute. Keep on talking in the free world. So as we welcome everybody in Friday, February 18th, Smackdown just concluded. Talk that talk, the live fan reaction call-in show before and after every Smackdown on Friday night, 30 minutes before and immediately after often imitated never duplicated WWE Universe the phone lines are always open we're taking your calls throughout the show before and after a lot to talk about this evening old yeah it was uh, it was
1: a show let's put it that way i'm uh, i got some stuff we got to talk about there
0: is a lot to discuss my friend I give the floor to you. There is. Let's get the party started.
1: Well, well, like, like last week, we have uh, Corey Graves joining Michael Cole on commentary, which is always nice to have them reunited. Uh, so we start the show with the contract signing. Adam Pearce in the ring, of course. Charlotte and Sonia uh, head to the ring first, followed by Rhonda and Naomi. Um, now, I had a good... Good chuckle with some of the uh, little comments going back and forth between all four women. Uh, especially Rhonda asking Sonia if she forgot how to spell her name. And uh, started to spell B-I-T-C-H, which I thought was fun.
0: Shout out to Snoop Doggy Dog. Biatch! <laughs> so, yes indeed. I have to check my notes here. I want to start off and, you know, I didn't... I mentioned it on our couple previous shows. We're a couple shows in deep now. This is our second Talk That Talk for SmackDown. And even though I say it's our second, we've been here. We've been doing this for a long time. We started this almost, I don't know, I think we're going on two years ago when we first did the first one. I could be exaggerating, but we've been here a long time. Like I said, Talk That Talk often imitated, never duplicated. But I said a couple shows ago or last show, SmackDown or Raw, that I was definitely wanted to advocate for a third person on the desk on Raw and SmackDown and I want that person to be a woman. I miss Renee. If it's not, I'd love to see Renee return. If it's not Renee, I want it to be somebody else. I don't want it to be a former wrestler. So, agreed. Uh Pat McAfee, what are you doing? So, you're out there, you know, living the life. You're, you did the Super Bowl. You interviewed Brock great. You're just hammered now. You are getting paid by FanDuel. You're not showing up to work. Well, I don't know. Corey Graves, you should have something to say about that, buddy. But I like to see Corey i like to see them reunited, and uh, Cole and Corey, that is. But we need a woman third person on the desk. Um, as far as the match, I agree. There was a lot of good banter going back and forth there. And, uh, you know, that was kind of one of the things on my wish list. And I really enjoyed – I, I, I listened. Lo- listen. I, I don't know. I can't believe that some people don't. I absolutely love contract signings. Can't get enough of them. It's a recipe for disaster in the best way possible. There's always some stuff that goes down. And before we get into what actually transpired, I'll throw it back to you and just get your thoughts uh, on what you know what happened throughout that contract signing. But I agree. I enjoyed the banter back and forth. It was fantastic.
1: It was, it was for sure a lot of fun. Uh, so of course, you know, they both signed the, they all four, uh, both teams, all four women signed the contract. Um, and then it got a little, a little chaos, chaotic there, and uh, I enjoyed it. But before we get into the chaotic part, a new stipulation was added. Um, I think not only to Ronda's uh, mouth running herself into a bit of trouble there with what she had posted or had said in an interview, I can't remember exactly what Sonya has said, it was all out, that she could beat Sonya with her arm, one arm tied behind her back and so Sonya made it official by talking to somebody in the WWE about that. So, it is now um, Sonya and Charlotte versus Ronda and Naomi in a tag team match at Elimination Chamber. With Ronda Rousey having one arm tied behind her back the entire match, um, and then you know, Ronda, uh, you know, I love the the good old head uh, head banger off the table to Charlotte, and the nice kick over the table to to Sonya in the head by Naomi, and the table, the flip of the table, and uh, you know, Naomi and Ronda are not messing around. So I thought that was very entertaining.
0: I did too. We had uh, Matthew check in here. He sent the invite. I accepted. Then he disappeared. So, Matthew, if you're out there in the WWE universe, we'd love to hear from you. Obviously, you wanted to weigh in. You asked to speak. Oh, speak of the devil. Here he comes again. So, before I say anything now, let's see what Matthew has to say. What's happening, Matthew? Where are you calling from, buddy? Darren? Matt. Matthew, you there? Can you hear us? Okay, Matthew, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts anytime throughout the show. Please weigh in anytime. Feel free to interject. So, what I was going to say was, you know, perfect example of everybody being who they are. So, you know, Rhonda likes to talk. Rhonda likes to talk that talk, shall we say. And, you know, that's what she was doing. Like you said, I don't know where she said it online somewhere, some interview. And then, you know, Sonya DeVille. This isn't her first rodeo. She transitioned from a wrestler into being whatever we're calling her, host, general manager, what have you. She's got a little bit of savvy to her. And then, but she can also wrestle. So she obviously was paying attention, use that to her advantage. I like it. I do like it. And it evens the playing field. You made a good point. I think you said it during talk that talk on the pre-show that um talking about what's gonna happen with Sonya DeVille. Did you mention that? I thought you did uh as far as her only having one arm and then so you know now this evens the playing field and I, again like i said it's everyone being who they are ronda likes to talk a lot of smack and song of the you know is savvy and she's paying attention and then all hell broke loose man i i, I loved it i mean so how great was Well, will yeah. tell me what your thoughts are and then we'll go back from there
1: uh, like i said i thought it was all fantastic you know ronda and naomi they came out they were ready for whatever charlotte and sonia wanted to throw at them and you know what and Sonya came out with that new stipulation so you know what? Well, we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow i think it's going to be a really good match tomorrow but uh that that was a really good way to start the show it brought off some good energy to start off uh the night before the elimination chamber uh, episode of smackdown
0: live Absolutely. And I love the fact that, you know, when Rhonda reached to reached around and the thing is, is that, you know, the queen, as you should address her, please. And thank you, is she, you know, correctly identified this evening that and reminded Rhonda, you know, everyone had some choice words for each other. Uh, the queen reminded Rhonda that she had never beat her before. And so I loved everybody at the table. I do love her. I have a love hate relationship with Rhonda and I'm kind of indifferent with Song of DeVille, but, uh, you know, I love Charlotte, she's the Queen, love Naomi, and she should be given her just due at some point in time. That being said, is that I love the fact when uh, that Ronda uh, reached across the table and snatched the life out of Charlotte and banged her face off the table, and then the uh, super kick or roundhouse, whatever you want to call it, from Naomi to Sonya Deville over the table and then flip the table on him. But the highlight of that. I wasn't expecting of course I was expecting chaos, but I wasn't expecting Rhonda to be able to get across the table so quickly, and I wasn't expecting Charlotte to allow Ronda to smash her face off the table. That that was <laughs> that was a nice move. That's arguably one of Rhonda's quickest strikes I've ever seen, to be honest.
1: And it was uh it was fantastic in my opinion. You can't go wrong in doing that to anybody. I don't care if it's the so called queen.
0: Yeah, exactly, and it sets the table nicely. It's going to be a good match, and then, like I said, so, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that Sonia Deville is setting up Ronda for the long con, Alice Sawyer from Lost, if anyone out there has ever seen Lost. Uh, we see Tavon is back in the house. What's up, my man? Anytime you want to speak, please weigh in. Matthew, you still uh, have an ask for an invite again whenever you want to talk, please do. And I think that Sonya is gonna set Ronda up. I think that Ronda's gonna come in one tie one arm tied behind her back as the stipulation says where it really is is gonna be tied behind her back. She's not gonna be able to use it. And then Sonia's gonna whip that cast off and she's gonna have two hands to smack everybody around. That's what I think is gonna go down.
1: Uh yeah, for sure. It's uh somehow it's it's going to um it's going to be interesting and I and I feel like for sure all four women are going to beat the living hell out of each other. Come, come tomorrow because you've got, well, you've got the lead up to Rhonda and Charlotte at WrestleMania with this match as well. And then you've also got the, the backstory and the rivalry that's been going on for weeks now with Sonia Naomi. Naomi. Uh, we, we saw that take place a little bit last week, which we talked about on the pre-show. We saw a lot of it happen at the Royal Rumble too um so it could be a very interesting match and i see and i feel like you're going to get a lot of those you know charlotte going against Ronda in the match you're going to get a lot of naomi against uh sonya in the match as well tomorrow which will be fun and a lead up to what potentially is to come
0: yeah absolutely so uh and again uh Tavon, you, you know we'd love to hear from you. So when you feel like saying something, please weigh in. In the meantime, uh, yeah, we'll move on to the next thing. I just wanted to give a just wanted to give a quick little. I know that uh, we'll we'll put a couple of these in throughout the show for my boy Darren, and then just in general to pay respects. Moving on.
1: I have interesting interesting info on that, man, as we go along here tonight. Um, We then look back to uh, Ridge Holland's match against Ricochet, which happened, I believe, uh, two weeks ago. Um, We look back at that match, and then it brings us to the match tonight. Well, it brings us to Sheamus and Ridge Holland in the back with Sheamus giving him a... Sort of a pep talk or I don't know what you want to call it. Just a talk about, you know, how to take these guys, how to take Ricochet down and whatnot and what he should be doing. And then we lead into Seamus with Ridge Holland heading to the ring to take on Ricochet. And a uh, piece of uh, well, a note to be had there if anybody didn't notice, but uh, Ridge Holland had no mask on tonight. So his face must be uh, must be healed.
0: Yeah, so I, I got quite a few things to say about this match, actually. First of all, I don't know if it was just me, like there's no question. Ricochet can wrestle. We all know anyone who anyone who's not given Ricochet's love for his wrestling ability is not paying attention. Secondly, I didn't know Ricochet was two oh seven. So when they announced that tonight, maybe I just wasn't paying attention in the past. I mean, he looks like I don't know. I don't think he's that tall. I want to say he's probably five nine ish if I was just guessing, just eyeballing it. But I definitely didn't know he was two oh seven. So which is pretty heavy. I mean, not heavy heavy but for his height you know he's pretty he's pretty solid which I don't think I realize because he's agile as well so that was one thing that was noteworthy because going into it you know how I feel about mismatching size Sheamus is a tank I'm not a massive Sheamus fan per se but it is what it is Sheamus is a phenomenal wrestler and he's huge and, and like he's been he's looked like that and been a tank for a long time and so Uh, Just while the match was about to unfold I'm like nah Like I got love for Ricochet He's got like crazy moves But how's this really going to go down Sheamus should be able to take him And fire him into the 10th row But They can both wrestle It was an excellent match There was a lot that went on And uh, You know Corey Graves Great on the mic too With Ricochet with the Spanish fly off the top rope And then Yeah go ahead please
1: Sorry, just to interrupt you on that, just to interrupt you on that. That what a what a move that was. That Spanish fly off the top rope, like that was one hell of a move to watch. And and I can imagine what that was like to be in that arena and watch them to fly in the air like they did. Because on TV, it looked amazing.
0: Exactly. And there's a, listen, and and this is the beautiful thing about Talk That Talk, the live fan reaction call and show before and after every SmackDown on Friday night. Like I said, we're here 30 minutes before the show and immediately afterward, provided by Off The Hook. And it's an opportunity for everybody to, instead of the big picture at large which is what we tend to get roped into over the week or throughout the week when we're watching wrestling is that we're talking about all the major issues or all the major things that we want to see all of our favorite WWE superstars do and we don't really show the love and appreciation and get a chance to chat about the actual matches this is the beautiful thing about talk that talk and exactly that is that to your point I mean these are high-level wrestling moves, and that wasn't the—I mean, there were an abundance of moves throughout this match from both wrestlers, but in particular, Ricochet really had an opportunity to showcase. That I was impressed. Like I said, is that he's a little bit heavier than I than I thought, and I was impressed with his ability to be able to—I know his wrestling ability was there, but I wasn't focused on the miss. My perception of the mismatch in size and weight, as I thought I would be. And you know, Ricochet is impressive regardless. But um
1: Yeah. So, so just going back to um your your indication here, so he is he is uh, uh sorry, uh, Ricochet does weigh 188 pounds. He stands at five nine, where you got the Irishman okay. in Sheamus at six three two fifty.
0: There there you go. And so it's interesting, what'd you say, one eighty nine? 188 for, for ricochet 188 so here's the thing i'll say about that so not discounting certainly your information which we appreciate and which the show absolutely couldn't do without w- with your live information and live stats which is a huge piece of what we're doing here is that uh, they so they put 207 on the screen so if that 207 on the screen is true which i believe it to be and i also believe your stat to be true if that tells me another thing that i really appreciate and that's the fact that you know, not unlike, but, well, boxing is near and dear to my heart. I love the UFC as well, but, you know, I've been watching boxing my whole life. I love the fact, you know, that on the way in for boxing in the UFC, you have your weigh-in, and then you have the fight weight. You know, when everyone hydrates back, they're, they're going to be heavier. So in this situation, it's not that case, but that 188 might have been the last known weight that was updated online. But the fact if WWE has given his live weight, pre-match or as his walkout is coming in, that's a good thing. I love that. I mean, that's something that I'm just learning now, if that's what's happening. I got a question for you, actually, is that – so moving through this match, again, phenomenal match, is that – what's it called? The 10 Beats of what? Do you know that? Yeah. I mean, I know the move. I know we both know the move but, move. but, I like, I jotted it down, and I keep forgetting what it's called. When Sheamus had him over the rope and gave him the 10 Beats of – you know what I'm talking about? When – I do know what you're talking
1: about. Um,
0: uh, and so, yeah, okay, while you're looking for that, is that... Um, so...
1: Ten beats of the Bodren.
0: Ten beats, okay. And then I think Michael Cole probably mispronounced that as he normally does.
1: And I, I probably did as well, because it's a, it's a word, um, it's, a, it's a Irish word. Um, and there's little, you know... Um, hyphen thingies over the over certain letters so it you have to probably say it in an irish way of some sort
0: yeah so michael i don't know if michael cole said it right i don't know if you said it right but okay we get the picture so uh yeah so you're talking you know you're talking 50 pounds difference and to look at them standing next to each other there's a big difference
1: oh yeah for sure there is there really is um but you know what it uh it was a good match. And, uh, of course, Ridge Holland got on the way there at the end and, and, and cost, uh, Sheamus the match. So this could be leading up to, uh, something. Cause as we saw at the end there, Seamus was not happy at the fact that, uh, Ridge Holland had lost him that match
0: exactly and we kind of saw you know going into that match i kind of got that vibe because if you recall before they went in they did like a little pre they did a little interview or a little snippet there of, of seamus talking to rich holland um and he was kind of basically like you know it was chastisement and rightfully so like what are you doing i forget the exactly what went on but questioning his validity just as as whatever he is a wrestler is his protege what are you doing get your act together uh, I think he was dogging him for um, previous performances. And then, you know, when he's when he's trying to coach him up and he's telling them, are you retaining this? Like, he was chastising them. So you could tell going into that that Sheamus was already ticked off before the party even got started. So afterward, I wasn't surprised. And then Rich Holland, of course, dumb as a post, messed the whole program up, even though I kind of like the fact that Ricochet won. I did and I didn't. I like Ricochet more than I like Sheamus, but Sheamus is the bigger guy and should have won. Rich Holland messed up the program. In a perfect world, Sheamus always beats Ricochet regardless of Ricochet's wrestling ability. But uh, now at least Sheamus will smack Rich Holland around and hopefully smack him out of the WWE because he has no use here. Totally, totally, totally useless.
1: that's correct. I agree with you 100% on that. And then we get a recap to Insane, which, uh, you know, we spoke about this on the pre-show. And uh,
0: Pardon me, Darren, the man- one second. Insane in the membrane. Carry
1: on. To our, uh, our friend and um, Mr. Rick Boobs. Um, oh, gotta, what a boob. Gotta love Mr. Boobs. And uh, so that was fun to see um, all that happen again. And then we head back into the back with uh, Kayla and Sammy Zane. And uh, enzyme in the membrane, and I found it quite interesting. Sammy's uh, remarks there, where he says that he has no responsibility to what happened to boobs last week with that microphone.
0: Listen, Sammy marches to the beat of his own drum, and you know why because he's insane in the membrane listen sammy did his interview with kayla he said his piece he doesn't need to talk i don't even know why he's lowering himself talking about rick boobs the best that he gave him the name rick boobs moving on that's yep. it moving on we don't need to give uh, yep. this loser any more airtime than he deserves which is negative
1: Surprisingly enough, um, just looking here. Sorry, with uh, on our conversation about uh, Sammy Zayn, uh, I didn't know
0: he was as tall as he is. He's six uh, one, two hundred and twelve pounds. Wow, I knew he was pretty. Like I know he was a little bit of a big boy. Like I, I think I knew that he was a bit of a big boy. I don't know if I knew he was six one, but you know he's no one to be played with, and that's why he's been able to stay in the mix, right? Like you know, he can wrestle and he's a big boy, and he can talk that talk, as we say. And, uh, just briefly, I got to interrupt myself going back to that Seamus match. There was, they threw to a commercial during the Seamus match and I got to give a shout out to my girl. I got, and I've just, and I believe she's gone is that I don't know where she is now is my girl, Tony storm. She was in that commercial. Did you see when they threw that commercial, uh, in between that Seamus and ricochet match? I know I'm going off topic a little bit. I apologize, but we got, you know, 60 minutes is our cap on the post show and we're 21 minutes in. But, um, when they were talking about the road to WrestleMania and it was actually for the Regina show in Saskatchewan. But, uh, anyway, Tony storm was in the commercial and got to shout out my girl. So, which is
1: surprisingly enough because, um, she has chosen to leave the WWE.
0: Right. Which, which I don't like at all. I mean, I, like I I love Tony storm, man. I, I think that, uh, Anyway, I love Toni Storm, period. I think she's got a lot to give. And you know what I love about Toni Storm? I thought it was a perfect opportunity because I think she's a little bit smaller. And usually you got – and I could be wrong about that, but I believe she's a little bit smaller. And usually you got the smaller uh, WWE superstars, the men's side when you're smaller – and smaller, I say smaller, relatively speaking to the bigger WWE superstars, is that's why you have the United States Championship, which to me needs to be abolished. I'm going to get into that later, but we need a new name. Why is it called the United States Championship? Nonsense. I, I don't know. If you want to keep it, that's great. But you need a yin to the yang for the IC for yeah. the Intercontinental belt. The intercon- I know that the United States Championship is supposed to be that, but it's not because it makes no sense because yeah. it's – you know, the WWE brand is global. So anyway, my point was a long roundabout way of me saying Tony Storm was a perfect person to be able to introduce a women's intercontinental title because I believe, I don't know if you've looked it up or not, I believe she's probably in that size range. Yes? No? There you go. She, perfect. She because she I'm thinking five Charlotte five. is like 5'9 ish probably, maybe even a little bit taller and like you know it would have been an opportunity to sort of introduce that and she's a phenomenal wrestler and and you know she's taken she's been she's put in the work i love tony storm anyway
1: yeah tony storm was good uh, for the for the time that we did see her um i know she didn't really you know she did come up to i think it was raw or smackdown that she was on but you know she didn't get her chance and i think that's what caused her exit uh going back to your charlotte she stands at 5'10
0: there you go. yeah, I knew she was pretty tall um the and queen. Then you get- sorry, my apologies, Charlotte. I- I'm sure Charlotte, you're gonna be listening to this later on in your hotel room, and my apologies, the Queen moving forward, royalty deserves the respect. God save the Queen.
1: please excuse me while I go and puke now. Um, <laughs> uh, as we move on now um, the the thing I was waiting for all night, and that was the announcement and the video tribute to if anybody knows what that is and every anybody in the WWE universe should know is the man, the phenom, the dead man, the undertaker and I have to say that video tribute that was that was very good I really enjoyed watching those scenes and some of those scenes it brought back some good memories of what that man has brought to us Um Within his tenure in the WWE, spanning over, you know, three decades, like I spoke about in the pre-show, and one of the one of the quotes uh, that I wrote down was by Triple H at the end there, where he said, "His legacy is his, and there will never be another." And that is exactly true. There will never be another Undertaker legacy because nobody will ever be able to replace that legacy that he he's going to leave. Uh, as a Hall of Famer.
0: And with that, I will say is that Tavon has been quiet, but he, he, he asked to speak as soon as The Undertaker was brought up. So I have a feeling that he has something to say about The Undertaker. And let me just say this briefly. Tavon, the floor is yours, my friend.
2: Sure thing, sure thing. Um, uh,
0: Yeah,
2: I... I completely agree with you, Darren. I mean, that was an awesome tribute video for the Undertaker. I mean, he's the man, the myth, the legend. He's done it all. I mean, it's just, it's pretty amazing. I mean, he's going to the Hall of Fame this year, which is the same year that WrestleMania is in his home state of Texas, which, of course, I I knew that was going to be the case, but... Hey, it happened and it's it's just awesome that yes, he will be immortalized forever.
1: It 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 is true, very sure and just uh just some stats for you guys. Here The Undertaker has wrestled not only in WWE but prior to him entering WWE in 1990, he has wrestled over 2391 matches, 25 of them which were at WrestleMania, 102 of them which were at pay-per-views. 349 of them, which were combined between Raw and SmackDown. He has only lost 515 matches in his career. He has a 74.5% win rate. Only only wow. third highest. All The only people that beat him is Hulk Hogan and
0: John Cena. Oh, wow. It, it really is astounding. And if I may, gentlemen... I mean, so I know that uh, the like I know the Undertaker is near and dear to Darren's heart, and then Tavon really appreciate you coming in and Wayne as well. Well said, and uh, I certainly love the Undertaker. I mean, uh, you know, full disclosure, he's not my favorite wrestler of all time, but I do love him. I certainly agree that he's the best character of all time. But I wanted to say a couple words. Is that first and foremost for anybody? You know, we're all it doesn't matter you're a grown man it doesn't matter you're six years old you know 15 years old you're a teenager you're our age you're 85 years old wrestling is a beautiful thing man and like you know you have to appreciate for what it is is that they bring wrestling brings so much joy so much joy and entertainment and fun and excitement to all of us and the undertaker is the epitome of that like just spanning all ages and the gong goes off and it's just really unbelievable but speaking specifically to tonight i jotted down a Mm. few names i agree darren wholeheartedly Tavon wholeheartedly is the tribute and this was just this tells you how phenomenal the undertaker is is that you know this is the it was just announced today and they you know they put together a little a quote-unquote snippet of a preview of his Hall of Fame induction. And the snippet was astounding and mind-blowing and just a borderline tearjerker for anyone uh, who is going to miss him forever. Fint spoke. Uh, They had Paul Bearer in there. Batista, who I hate, spoke. Shane, Shawn Michaels, Roman, Stone Cold, Triple H, Edge, Cena, Kane, and then in the highlights, Stephanie was in the highlights. Mankind was in the highlights. Hogan was in the highlights. The street Mark Henry was in the highlights. Sorry? I said Mark Henry was in the highlights. Exactly. Like, we could go on and on and on. They were all in the highlights. And, I mean, even for some – so, for me, is that, like, you know, growing up, I watched wrestling, never missed anything, faithfully. And then as I got older a little bit – There were like, I was in and out, not for the lack of love, just life in general, take it on a path where I didn't, you know, I missed some of it. And then of course, when I, when I got back to reality, then I, again, faithful. So it was never for lack of love. My point of of sharing that was that, so some of the undertaker's moments I didn't see necessarily in real time and reliving it through that clip, this man is just, it is, it truly is Remarkable.
1: And just uh, looking into that, that was a near five minute uh, video tribute they gave that man, uh, four minutes and 40 seconds long. So that tells you there's a lot more that they probably could have put into that, but uh, they had to, uh, to lower it to a certain amount because uh, I could have watched that all night
0: with Milton. I'm glad I'm glad you said that because Sorry guys, I'm glad you said that because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, wow, how long is this? And it was just and then once you got started, it, you didn't want it to stop. It no. was just it, it was just unbelievable. Unbelievable.
1: And and some of the some of the things that we saw in that, and uh, I just remember a lot of them. Especially, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the clip of him uh, that night that he he kidnapped Teddy Long, and he looks back, oh, yeah. he looks back I in the in, yeah. the in the limo, and yeah. uh, but his his iconics yes. moments to me were every time he would sit up. You you couldn't never get a you could never get enough of that man. You think he was a down and out, and all of a sudden. He just sat up, and it brought chills to me more times than none watching that man randomly just sit up like that.
0: Yeah, and you know what I liken it too, And this is the ultimate compliment, is that, you know, back back in the day... Sorry, go ahead. Tavon, you want to say something? Oh, what was that? Okay, so what I was gonna say is that so the only other moment like that for a wrestler is when Hulk Hogan used to kick out of getting pinned, and you know shake his head and everyone would go crazy. So that was back in the day. My, like moving forward, I don't know if anyone has ever come even remotely close to and arguably on par with that type of scenario than the Undertaker. To your point, Darren, when he popped up, I mean that. And then for most people because Hulk Hogan was so long ago, is that for most people, The Undertaker is the be-all to end-all for a moment where, you know, you're done. So now we know it affectionately as two, like when someone kicks out. But prior to the two, it was that moment where, okay, he's done, it's over, and then he pops up. I can't get enough of that.
1: I uh, I love it for sure. Ah, I do love it. Yeah. And it's, uh, it is something that, you know, we will miss as, as time goes on. And uh, for sure with, uh, with him doing that, like he did, because it was, it was, you always knew eventually that was going to happen. He would lay there and all of a sudden, just when you think he was out and down, he would sit up and the amount of times that most, most wrestlers that he was fighting at the time would jump back in startlement or just in fear was was fun to watch.
0: Yeah, Tavon, you want to weigh in?
2: Oh uh, yeah, definitely that that moment of him of just sitting on, especially the the one with Brock Lesnar at Summerslam. Now that that is just that is just funny, and he's like,
0: ah, <laughs> like, Yeah, exactly Icon- I mean th- that is you know in the world of wrestling where there are so many iconic moments. That moment sits among the top iconic moments. That's one of the moments.
1: Yes, that that sit up at at SummerSlam, just screaming or or yelling or laughing at the, at Brock Lesnar as he sits up, um, it is fantastic as, as one of his his key moments. Because uh, that those fights with him and Brock were something else. Not my favorites, but they were they
0: were definitely something else. Okay, and this is a rare this is a rare moment for talk that talk. Uh, Darren is usually the one that's keeping me on track and keeping the people on track for timelines. But when it comes to the Undertaker, all bets are off. So I feel like I got to I feel like I got to play Darren for a moment here and weigh in because Darren will be talking about the Undertaker until about four thirty this morning. So I look to we're good with this, we good. so he can decide when we're gonna move on.
1: All right, thank you. We'll we'll move on. I promise. Um,
0: <laughs> I say that to you. I say that with nothing but love. You know that, right? Yes, of course I do. Of course <laughs> I do. So then we
1: um we head uh, to the back where they are showing just Roman Reigns sitting in the back, um, and then they they take it to a video to the match between Oldberg and Roman Reigns.
0: Oldberg. Uh,
1: which uh, <laughs> leads up for tomorrow at the Illumination Chamber, so that should be fun. And then we uh, we head back to the ring where we get a match of Jey Uso uh, of the Usos against Ivar from Ivar, sorry, out of from the Viking Raiders.
0: Well, listen. I mean, so yeah, we got a little, we got a little preview, a little taste of uh, the head of the table, and uh, what was to come later on in the show, and then of course half of the bloodline comes in with Jay Uso. You know, uh, here's the thing. You know, okay, so it's a consolation win. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. It's a consolation win. Uh, the real test will be this. This half of the tag team fighting half of the tag team. And then I didn't like the fact that they stole. I love the fact that they stole the Viking Raiders. What are they called? The headpieces or whatever they're called. I didn't like the fact that they got them back. That irritated me. I think they should have held on forever. And then uh, the true test will be at Elimination Chamber. Let's just leave it at that. Nonsense and interference and just, no, I'm not here for it.
1: Listen, hey, that's your uh, that's your so-called head of the tables, toodle D and toodle Dumb there that uh, decided to get involved. Um, so, it's hey, listen, brother-
0: it's called brotherly love. Uh, get involved, brotherly love, a little helping hand, a little, you know, how's she going? Because this whole they're a tag team for a reason. They're not meant to wrestle individually. Oh, but I'm, I'm, I'm didn't appreciate that.
1: You know, I'm just saying what it is, man. You know, they uh, they can't take losing. Just laid their head at the table can't take losing. Always need some kind of help to win a match. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to get involved tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon against Oldberg. Because uh, Oldberg. We know what's happening. Um, and then we uh, finish that match off. And we head to a recap of uh, Mad Hatter, as I like to call him. Mad Cap Moss. And uh, Drew McIntyre back in the, uh, I call it the doctor's office, where he finds out that uh, the match, well, Mad Hatter finds out that the match is going to be a a no-hold barred, basically, uh, for tomorrow. And then um, after we see that, we get Drew McIntyre in the ring. And uh, I got to say, I'm I'm eager to go on Twitter tonight and uh,
0: hashtag (sighs) madcap mauling. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Tavon! Like, I have a lot to say about this. Any thoughts, my friend? Um, sure. So,
2: see the whole thing with this whole um feud between Drew and Mad Cat Moss. I mean, I mean, sure. I mean, it's it's their second match on pay per view. Um, it's fall counts. It's falls count anywhere, so it could make the match more interesting. Um, that's, that's pretty much all. I mean, it's pretty filler to me.
0: Uh, Okay, so fair enough. And I would say this, sort of on the, on the, to piggyback what you're saying, I just want to, so I'm going to piggyback what you're saying, but I want to circle back for a moment and just like, I want everyone to acknowledge a few things. As as the big dog would say, acknowledge me. So first of all, this is Talk That Talk, the live fan reaction call-in show before and after every SmackDown on Friday night, provided by Off The Hook. We're here 30 minutes before SmackDown starts and immediately afterward. WWE Universe, your calls, your opinion, your reaction. Phone lines are always open. So, you know, my boy Darren kind of glossed over I kind of glossed over the Usos and discounted them. Uh, I don't know. Darren doesn't give any love to them. Keep in mind, like you know, all the hardware is held, you know, by the head of the table and the bloodline. So I, anyway, I just wanted to circle back and just remind everybody of that. Uh, Darren, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of disrespect. But and then so and then, ironically enough, we transition into Drew. This complete this guy should be ashamed of himself, ashamed. So he's been. Re- <laughs> Drew is supposed to be. So it wasn't. It was only yesterday where Drew had finally reached the top of the mountain and he was competing for the title and he was he held the belt and he was among the elite. And now he's literally, to your point, Darren, he's in the back. It, he's reduced to medical coercion trying to convince a doctor, a coerce a doctor into saying, no, uh, Mad Hatter, Mad Cap, whatever the heck we're calling this guy, he's okay to wrestle. We got to coach him up, prop him up, uh, and do whatever we can to wrestle because I need a tomato can to wrestle at a pay-per-view elimination chamber. Drew, I mean, Darren, I am so interested to hear how you're going to defend Drew on this, and then Darren to have the nerve and audacity to say that you're going to weigh in on this hashtag challenge. Yet another disgusting, feeble attempt by Drew. I I think it's just all pathetic, me personally. He can't stoop any lower.
1: And 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 I'm sorry to tell you, but you know, Drew's taking on Mad Hatter here, but hey, he's not taking on a 55-year-old man who has been way past his prime for years on end, and he's supposed to be the head of the table, this guy. But yet, he's going on against a 55-year-old man? I don't want to even hear nothing about this one.
0: Oh, touche, 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 my friend. This guy... (laughs) Darren was holding that one back. He was waiting. Old...
1: You got Roman Reigns against the oldest man in the WWE, and you want to sit here and try and throw Drew McIntyre under the bus by facing Matt Hatter? You
0: got nowhere to speak there, my friend. Well, okay. So we agree to disagree. Uh, Point well taken. Touché, my friend. Oldberg. That is correct. Oldberg it is. Now
1: we move on to the back where we got Kayla with Shinsuke Nakamura in the back. Now I'll be honest with you, gentlemen. I did step away for a moment, so I have no idea what this conversation was about.
0: Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> how you doing, man? How do I pronounce? Sorry, how do I pronounce your name and where are you calling from? Hello, guys. I'm from Haiti. My- Didi, welcome from Haiti. Thank you for joining us. Yes, indeed. I, did you oh. – uh, what time is it in Haiti this evening, Didi, and did you watch live tonight? 10.42. Oh, so same, you're in the same time zone as we are.
3: We're in Toronto. Oh, it's Toronto, so that's perfect. It. So
0: it's like, Yeah, we get a seminar. So what do you think? We uh, I'll let Darren take over from here. Darren sort of brings us through the evening, but we're – Darren, why don't you let DD know like what we said to date, just briefly, and then where we're at now, and then we'll pick it up from there and see if DD has any thoughts and feelings about everything that happened.
1: Okay, so basically, we've gone through the beginning of the show, which was uh, the contract signing between Charlotte, Sonya, Ronda, Naomi. We've moved into the Sheamus versus Ricochet match. We've had uh, the tribute to the Undertaker. Uh, we've had Jey Uso versus Ivar. Uh, we just got finished talking about Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss there. We're moving into Kayla with Shinsuke in the back. So is there anything prior to what we are at now that you want to uh, give your opinion on, Didi? Uh,
3: yeah, so Sorry, sorry. I-, I wanted to say, can can you just say it again? Like, not the whole thing, just the the last.
1: The last thing we spoke about was Drew McIntyre in the uh, in the ring with Madcap Moss and uh, uh, Happy Corbin, and we're just moving on to Kalo with her interview with Shinsuke Nakamura in the in the back.
3: Okay, so it seems like it's a kind of interview, right? Yes. So Adam, I don't mind, we can do
0: it. And, and I will say about that, I need to weigh in here for a second, is that so Shinsuke back in the interview with Kayla. Uh first of all, I I, I love Shinsuke, man. I got nothing but love for Shinsuke. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. He he tells it like it is. He has he's a man of few words but when he speaks we all listen and he's always good for a zinger and like i like my notes are my notes are letting me down because i don't really know exactly what i put in there except lmao <laughs> so i don't know i don't know what what i'm lmao Owen about but anyway shinsuke is pure gold it is so once we
1: once we have that, we move into the Intercontinental Championship match between Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn. Now, my only one thing about this is there was no Rick Boobs, and I was upset about that.
0: Yeah, we had to endure all of his foolishness. We at least, I, I wanted Rick Boobs in there so he could get smacked over the head with a guitar, honky-tonk man style. And anyway, he was resting, apparently. He was resting up, icing up. Due to any uh due to his injuries, but uh yeah, I was disappointed with that too, only because I wanted to see him get smacked around. And the one thing I the one thing I will say about this match, um
1: it had its moments, but I didn't find it the most entertaining. I thought it was quite boring. Um Yeah, wow, I I, really? I wasn't impressed with this match to be honest with you. I know what these two can do when we've watched them in really good matches um you know shinsuke going back to you know NXT's days and everything like that but i didn't think it was that great and then the ending i thought was terrible you know he he grabs shinsuke's leg as he goes to kick him he looked gently like he kicked him in the back of the other leg and then he pins him just like that That, to me, was uh, a bad ending to what was already a bad match. And for Shinsuke to lose the match like that, now don't get me wrong, I know his leg was injured, but to lose a match like that, yeah, I got to think Shinsuke is not going to be happy with himself.
3: Uh, It it seems like you look like he's disappointed. I am, yes. I got it. So, you know, it, it was a match, so... Even if I didn't well, pay attention, but I think like you know we're supposed to get a winner, right?
0: Exactly. Here's what, and here's what I say to that. And no! So,
3: so the, the fact, so the, there's a fact. Also, you know, even if uh, it's supposed to have a winner, sometimes there's a problem because you know when you're t- when you're too part of a of a team, like when you were when you were hoping like your team or this match would be better. So you've been disappointed like this, you know, you're like, it's totally a shame.
0: Yeah, I I think you make a good point there. I think because I think we all agree. And I think Darren touched on it too, Didi. And I agree is that, you know, we expect big things. I mean, these are two phenomenal wrestlers, different styles, but phenomenal wrestlers nonetheless. But, you know, I'm going the other way a little bit. I kind of agree and I kind of disagree with Darren. I kind of agree in the fact that if I was really and I didn't really give it that much thought. About the negative, not negative side, but the other side that Darren's bringing up until right now, until Darren mentioned it, is that, okay, so if I take a step back and listen to what Darren's saying, understood, is that maybe there could have been, you know, it it did, so for example, I don't know, uh, Darren, you can help me out on this, there was a a tag team match that we raved and raved and raved about the other day, I don't know if it was on SmackDown, if it was on Raw, Uh, we talked about it on Talk That Talk on the post show, but there was a tag team match, do you remember what match that was, Darren?
1: That would have been the New Day against the West Barriers. So we really
0: raved about that. Just a a phenomenal match. And it kind of caught us off guard. Although we know both tag teams are phenomenal wrestlers. Point being is that technically it was just a phenomenal match. So I think that the bar was set high here because clashing styles, but both phenomenal wrestlers. And okay, agreed that it could have been better from that standpoint although i still thought it was good and there was a lot of two 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 and then you know insane in the membrane outside taking advantage of shinsuke trying to get the what do you call us what's this shinsuke's finishing move again the yeah Kinshasa. so uh, shinkasa whatever whatever it's called K- how do you pronounce it? Anyone? King, King, Chasso? King Chasso. Corey Graves got me all messed up cause, because he used to say King Do You remember when he used to say that? Yeah, so he kind of got me messed up. But yeah, and yes. then he missed it and he, and he attacked the knee, and then it was strategic and surgical by insane in the membrane, and then we're left with and new.
3: Shane. Oh, yeah. Oh, what I wanted to say, it's like. It's like today you're <laughs> picking on everybody, like you're making fun of Darren. But you know, <laughs> one day, I mean, you're your, your timing. I mean, uh, I wanted to say, like, your setback is near. So, Darren, don't mind, man. You have your chance, like, to pick another man, also. You get it?
0: I, I, I love it, Dee, Dee. I love Dee, so. I think I like from what I got from that, I think so. First of all, I got not, Darren. Darren's my boy. Darren's running the show. I'm i so Darren's bringing us through. But yes, we got a little back and forth. There's always a little. There's a little yin and a yang, and a little goose and okay. the gander. So yes, it's all love. But I like that, Dee, Dee. I like that, Darren.
1: Hey. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's no hard feelings here with what we do. Uh, yep. We we have it all here for fun. We're just talking, but
3: yeah, but, because you know, in the way that I see that when he's talking, it seems like you know while he's talking, it seems like he's seeking the victory. You're like you understand, it's a concha. Like I said, whoa.
0: What? <laughs> hey, hold on a second here. Just 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 my final word on this match, and news.
1: All right, we now go into the Black History Month um, tribute video, which I'm not sure exactly what this place was or what they do, but it was for Oakland, I believe is what it was called, and they looked like they were a place to help out a community somewhere, I assume in Oakland somewhere, um, I and Booker T was there, and it seemed like it was a, a nice little video tribute to this place for what they do to this community. And and props to 4Oakland, if I have the name correct. But uh, props to them for whatever they're doing for that community and helping that community out. And good job to them.
2: Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, so, any
0: words?
3: Uh, I wanted to say, like, I really like the way that you were trapping on Darren and the way, like, you were celebrating the victory. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, it seems it's, like you reminded me like when I was in high school, like or when, when you, when, I mean, when you've been hoping for something and you see that you messed up, and everybody's like looking at you like in a bad way and laughing at you. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Didi, I, I love your contribution tonight, man. I really do. I, I will just uh sorry guys, just to uh just to interrupt you for two
1: seconds. Sorry guys, but uh we have a listener in, in David Baker. So David, welcome to the show. If you'd like to uh give us your opinions, please, you know, tap that hand button and come on in and join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Uh so anytime you're ready, please join in. Let us let us hear your opinions and your thoughts on tonight's uh SmackDown. Continue, gentlemen. So,
0: so Darren... So, Darren, why aren't I, so here's the problem no. is that why aren't I seeing him in here? Oh, no, there he is. Okay. I see him now. I was going to say, so I appreciate you giving him a yeah. shout out, David. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. I didn't see him until you said and certainly send your request. Uh, I want to touch on the, the Black History Month tribute that you brought up, Darren. So, uh, certainly enjoyed it. I, what I would have liked to have seen. So mm-hmm. what I liked is that. My initial thought was that, okay, I thought we were getting a tribute to a wrestler each time. But then I like the fact that they acknowledge the community. I like the fact that they acknowledge a, a community group. I, I mean, I love Booker T. Everyone loves Booker T. If you love the WWE, you love Booker T. Uh, so a couple things. Mm-hmm. So great things happening. Love the tribute. A couple things I would like to see. I would have liked to have seen like a kind of a live clip from Booker T. I'm not saying he didn't want to do it, but I would have liked to have seen them put something in there. And I also kind of would have, or what I would like to see during all this is kind of like a call to action, or if there's an opportunity for people to weigh in the WWE universe to weigh in, but uh, all in all good tribute. And it was kind of a good, it was a good segment kind of. So, okay, we're not doing a wrestler each time and there's some uh, like we want to acknowledge a community but I would have liked to see a call to action I would have liked to hear Booker T talk but uh great segment nonetheless
1: absolutely um and then we're um sorry then I thought what was a fl- which was um sort of a um a a tribute or a little snippet for Becky and Lita after that for Oakland place. Uh, it looked, I thought it was a little thing for the match, but it seems like it was just a commercial. I was a little confused on that uh, myself. I don't know if any of you guys saw that one.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's same thing. I I just kind of put a note here commercial. Yeah. They kind of threw it to her for Becky and Lita. I thought it was going to be more of a, you know, at one point in time, they did a little, um, I don't know who else they did that for. They did a little something for someone else on raw, but I can't remember now, but yeah, it was just a preview, I guess. Right.
1: Yeah. I thought it was a little, I thought we were going to get into a little like uh video thing going on there for that little lead up. But uh, I, uh, I thought it, I was a bit confused with that. But then when I saw that it was a peacock at the end, I'm like, Oh, it's a commercial. So never mind that. So then we go to the back and we've got, um, Aaliyah who seemed rather giddy and happy. Um, with Ricochet in the back, um, and they're talking about his win over, over, over Sheamus um, before Sami Zayn showed up and gloated that he uh, he had won the Intercontinental Championship. Mm, guys, uh, uh, I wanted to tell you that uh, I
3: was extremely happy to be with you. So, you know, it's very late in eighty now because, you know, it's early 11, so I gotta leave you guys. So, Ladies and gentlemen, so as you can notice that Shane and Darren were, they were talking about, I mean, this match this, I mean, this supreme mo- match that was perfect, so guys, and I really appreciate the funniest spot when Shane, like, was trapping on Darren, like <laughs> making fun of him, I really like that but in the way that Darren was singing it's like a song, like, to celebrate his victory, that was perfect, so guys have a good night, and Darren, See you another time. So next time, I hope that you guys super like someone next to you to, to give you back up. You get it?
1: <laughs> no worries. I got my guys. You'll hear me next time, Didi. But thank you for joining us. Have a good night. And we hope to hear you uh, hear you again soon, hear from you again soon. Thanks again.
3: Yeah. Yeah, don't mind. And yeah, ben, appreciate the love. Have a good night, so Didi. Whenever Darren is trying to, I mean, to beat you up, so I'm here. So I'll back you up. <laughs>
0: I appreciate that. Didi, before you go, uh-huh. don't ever forget, my friend. Keep on talking in the free world. <laughs> yeah, I will keep mm-hmm. talking <laughs> in the free world. So. <laughs> All right, buddy. Have a good night, man. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate the love.
3: All right,
1: YouTube buddies. So take you, okay? Absolutely. We'll see you later. All right. That was awesome to hear from Didi. Um, I see. It looks like Tavon has left us as well, and uh, Tavon has left the
0: building and didn't even say goodbye. That sneaky dog.
1: Yeah. So thank you, Tavon. Um, this is now uh, twice this week you've come in and joined us. We appreciate the the love and support that you gave us um, from Monday and tonight. Hope to hear from you again soon. And uh, I guess uh, David, I believe his name was, has left us as well. So David, if you uh, hope to hear you. Is he? I don't have him on my... Uh, no, my think he's still here. Oh, there he is. I had to scroll up. I thought David had left us. Sorry, David. Uh, my bad on that one. Um, so we were going into the Ricochet and Aaliyah in the back. Um, any thoughts on that, Shane?
0: Yeah, a lot of people were upset uh, on, on Twitter about this, man. A lot of people... There was a lot of... Like, this, This, although it was very brief, that, like mm-hmm. surprisingly to me... Is that like we're live Twitch? Just so everyone knows, as well, this is Talk That Talk, the official live fan reaction call-in show. The official, official, often imitated, never duplicated, live fan reaction call-in show. Before and after every SmackDown on Friday night, taking all calls from the WWE universe. Darren and I are, are, are more than happy to to talk and enjoy the evening that was or the evening that is going to be on the pre-show. But, you know, in a perfect world, we want to hear what everyone else has to say. And it's not just we. It's Off the Hook is hosting it because it's provided by Off the Hook. And the people are what we want to hear from or who we want to hear from. So – and I say all that also to sort of lead into we're live tweeting throughout the entire show – on SmackDown and trying to, you know, engage and, and talk to as many people as possible. If you're tweeting, always use the hashtag SmackDown, obviously. And then uh, we're going to introduce our own hashtag as well. But, you know, SmackDown, hashtag SmackDown is where everyone finds everybody. And there was a lot of emotion. I think I, I would argue, and I'm just, I mean, off the top of my head, I was on top of it all evening. And I would venture to say there was more reaction to this 45, 30-second segment than there was to anything in the night. Roman Reigns, the Undertaker tribute, the Ronda Rousey contract signing, everything. People were upset. People were, uh, they love Aaliyah. They hate Aaliyah. They didn't like the fact, uh, they didn't like uh, Ricochet and Aaliyah together. They did like Ricochet and Aaliyah together. And then Sami Zayn came in. What the heck is he doing there? And I was blown away. My personal opinion is this. When Ricochet... I love Aaliyah, and, and again, we talked about this, and you know this isn't the prerequisite, but I love Aaliyah, and then secondary, shout out Toronto, she's from Toronto, so I was glad to see her. I want to see, I, I see her in the ring, though. I love her, but I want to see her wrestle. I did So right off the bat, my kind of guard was up, my antennas were up, I was like, what's she doing with Ricochet in there? Are we going to get, like, you know, is she the manager now? Are we going to get some nonsense? I, I don't want any nonsense. Aaliyah, I want to see Aaliyah wrestle on her own. So that was my only thought. And then I was just happy to see her. And then Sami Zayn came in and then in and, and the membrane. And then my man was there. He's showing off the new strap and he was offering to sign autographs for all the workers and back. He's a man of the people. Right. That, that's what I took away from it. But there was a lot of people out there in the WWE universe that had a lot to say about that segment.
1: Well, I, I guess you know everyone has their own opinions. I guess, and you know what? If those people want to come on here and tell us about them, I'd love to hear them because I'd be interesting to see what what angered so many people about it and what a lot of people didn't like about it. Because you know, it, it's not like it took up the whole show. It's not like it was you know half the show. It was thirty seconds. So really, it didn't it didn't it didn't affect the show that much, in my opinion. Anyways.
0: Yeah, but but to your point, this is exactly what "Talk That Talk" the live fan reaction call-in show after every SmackDown uh, is all about, right? So the people, you know, Twitter is a beautiful thing. I again, I say it repeatedly, and I'll say it time and time again. Twitter is the be all to end all as far as we're interacting live. It, it's like it's no different than it's basically like WhatsApp and everybody in the world rather than rather than your personal friends. It's a beautiful thing. So, but this is an extension of that. This is an opportunity to verbalize that, give some audio, give some further context to your thoughts. And to your point, Darren, exactly, is that I would love to see off that hook, would love to have everybody in here and and sort of verbalize what what was going on there because there was a lot to be said. So as time goes on, again, there'll be a lineup around the corner as time goes on. In the meantime and in between time, we're happy talking wrestling. We're always here and we're always going to be here.
1: That is correct. So then after that uh, that uh, fun in the back, we head to a flashback to the Royal Rumble um, between Lesnar and Lashley, um, where we see their match. We see Lesnar into the uh, Royal Rumble match, which is basically a lead um, into the promo or the promotion of the Elimination Chamber match uh, for the Universal title come tomorrow.
0: Yeah, so I know we're kind of running short on time here now. We like to cap this at an hour. We're over a little bit of an hour. So I think, you know, if you agree, Darren, I think we should keep it going and finish it and and have a proper show. But um, we ran over a little bit. You know, I think this is a perfect, you know, opportunity to, you know, I'll give the table to you or floor to you, sorry, is that, you know, this is going to lead into the conclusion of this evening and then – leading into the predictions for tomorrow. I mean, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. And then I'll I'll let you take it from there.
1: So then we enter, we we finish all of that with the Elimination Chamber. um, And we head to uh, Mr. Reigns entering the ring with Mr.
0: Paul Heyman um i appreciate you addressing them properly mr and mr well done the head of the table bloodline Um, special counsel but mr will do thank you very much um i'll be honest with you i was i've never been happier to
1: hear bro goldberg's entrance that was that was like a love fest that's been (laughs) waiting to happen for fucking years and I was dying, watching that, to be honest with you, inside of me, um, you know, Roman reigns talks and bunch of nonsense, and then he hands the mic over, and what does he say? Talk about me, wise man, like, come on let 's like this is not a soap opera, this is a fucking wrestling show. Get on with it I was never ha- i 've never been happier to hear goldberg 's entrance music go off. I was dying.
0: Well, that's, that's something in and of itself. I just want to go back to Diddy for a second is that, uh, Diddy. So love Diddy, love him coming in. I think he had a little bit backward in the fact that appreciate his contribution. And I hope he listens back to this. All, all of the talk that talk pre and post shows will always be posted on off the hooks Spotify podcast and. If you follow off the hook on Twitter, it'll always be posted there. But I think he had a little bit backward there. I'm not really sure. Maybe I misunderstood talking about the banter between myself and Darren. Or, you know, he mentioned he said a specific phrase a few times saying, you know, Shane, making fun of Darren. Uh, So I have to qualify that just to put it on the record. Is that. So a couple things. Darren's a grown man and no one's going to make fun of Darren. Darren's going to be able to let people know what's up. Number one. Number two, I'm not making fun of anybody, uh, Darren included. Number three, we are here for a lot of live banter, and we're going to be, it's not, no one's making fun of everyone. Are we slamming each other and talking that talk, and we agree to disagree, and I'm going for my person, and you're going for your person, or your superstar, or my superstar, and we're talking that talk and talking smack at 100%. To me, uh, the, the reason I have to qualify that, and I should have qualified that, and I apologize, I should have qualified that when Didi was here, but I kind of, I kind of did, but not how I wanted to, and that's why I'm kind of taking a moment here, making fun of is kind of like a, like, you know, and I'm getting old, so I'm getting soft. It's kind of like I, I kind of find it a little bit offensive or a little bit derogatory, where it's like someone's trying to punk someone off. Never that. Is someone trying to tell us, I'll scream at Darren about Roman Reigns is the big dog and Drew McIntyre is a loser and Darren will scream at me for Brock Lesnar is a loser and The Undertaker is the greatest of all time and we'll go back and forth or whatever. No one's making fun of anyone. We're giving each other the business and we always will. Anyway, I wanted that on the record. and uh, But no disrespect to Didi either. It's all love. I just have to speak my piece. So that's where I stand on that. Um no. nope. and now I sort of forgot what you were saying. You're saying that uh, Well Well we we were talking about the Love Fest at the end of
1: SmackDown between um Reigns and, and Heyman here and uh Mr. Uh, wise man.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's where you left off. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what's uh, what's your take? Because we know we know these two are, are your your diggity dogs here and uh
0: <laughs> Well I'll say this is that uh you know, I like the fact that Roman said no, he is the wise man. I mean, I think, Darren, through your own words and your own statistics, well, through your own statistics, and then you you know, you know, verbalize them, I think you have said exactly, you said it better than Roman did. You've told us who the greatest three runs in the WWE title history are of all time. And then you also said that, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I'll let you finish that.
1: We, we, well, we, we all know that the greatest runs have been with Paul Heyman in the last 35 years, and that's... You know Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, which no matter I, nobody will tell me otherwise, is the best in the world, and Roman Reigns.
0: Well, and I think so. Does that like those the, the, those accomplishments alone don't qualify the special counsel to be addressed as the wise man? Well, well, I mean, t- I think if anything, the wise man is not doing him an is doing him an injustice. This is somebody like, you just, you just, you know, laid it out there for the people. This is somebody with a resume like no one, none other. So, and he's got the gift of gab. So, I mean, let's just talk about it like it is. You got the head of the table. You got the bloodline. You got the special counsel making their presence known, you know, in New Orleans, you got the gift of gab, the wise man, if you will, not if you will, you must, And he let New Orleans know. True. I was a bit confused. Like, I need to talk about this for a second. Now it's sort of all coming back to me. I stopped taking notes here at the end, but now I appreciate you just, you talking about it. It's coming back to me now. So the wise man, uh, AKA special counsel, AKA Paul Heyman, AKA the gift of gab. So, you know, he comes out there and he tells it like it is. And we're in New Orleans, right? So here's the thing, is that he likens the big dog, the goat. He likens him to Michael Jordan. Excellent. But then he said something really to me that, that that hit home is that then the next one on the list was Wayne Gretzky. Even though Wayne Gretzky is a greater athlete than Michael Jordan, and, and like I'll argue that till I'm dead. And I love Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player of all time, but he's not a better athlete than Michael, J- Michael, uh, Michael Jackson, than uh, Wayne Gretzky. Not even close. Wayne Gretzky did everything Michael Jordan did, times a gazillion, and he, did it, and he did it on skates. But anyway, so the fact that Paul Heyman shouted out Wayne Gretzky as a GOAT, like, he just goes in another stratosphere, a stratosphere beyond a stratosphere, beyond a stratosphere for doing that. I, in all seriousness, I'm not joking now. I really appreciated that. That kind of took me off guard. It caught me off guard because, you know, the Americans don't like to show a lot of love to Hawking and certainly don't like to show a lot of love to Wayne Gretzky. So I really appreciated that. And then he said Drew Brees. And then, I don't know, maybe I heard I hate Drew Brees, but it was in New Orleans. And I retired, but I felt like they were booing him. And then I thought maybe they were doing the who dat, but maybe they were doing the who dat, and I misunderstood. But I kind of felt like they were booing him anyway. And then Paul Heyman quickly pivoted to Tom Brady, the real ghost. Anyway, so all I took from that is that I think you personally have qualified Paul Heyman as a wise man through your stats, and I appreciate that for you, uh, Darren. Thank you very much. And I also give the wise man a shout out for giving love to Wayne Gretzky.
1: Absolutely. You know, Wayne Gretzky, I won't get too much into this because I could just ramble on about hockey my whole life. Uh, Wayne Gretzky is one of the greatest Um, of all times to play in the NHL and, uh, that's all I'm going to say about that because I could talk for hours about hockey. Um, okay. Um, overall quickly SmackDown, I thought was pretty good. Um, it was a very interesting show. Um, and, uh, I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, but I'm looking forward to tomorrow. So that's where we're going to go into now. Is tomorrow, and that's our predictions for tomorrow. Just a little info for you with it being called the Elimination Chamber. The Elimination Chamber stands at 16 feet tall, 36 feet in diameter, weighs 16 tons. 10 tons of that is steel. Uh, unknown fact Chris Jericho is the most is the superstar with the most entries into the Elimination Chamber at eight. Um, It has been around since 2002 is when this first started. And Triple H has the most wins at four in 2003, 2005, 2008, and 2009. So there is some stats for everybody.
0: Wow. I mean, so, okay. That's, I just want to talk on that. That's a lot to digest. So let me just recap for a second here. So Triple H has the most wins in the Elimination Chamber at four. And Chris Jericho has the most appearances in the Elimination Chamber at eight. That is correct. These are impressive stats. Chris Jericho. Is really, he really is the epitome of a self-made man when it comes to wrestling. You know, he really is. We could talk about that forever. We'll 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 come back. Like I said, talk that talk has some special editions that we're gonna release. We're just getting started. We are just getting started. Lock that talk that talk, the live fam reaction call-in show before and after every SmackDown, 30 minutes before, immediately after, provided by off the hook, the platform for the people. Why is it the platform for the people? Because the passion always has been and always will be. Pardon me. The power has always has always been and will always be in the passion of the people. Phone lines are always open. So, David, I know you haven't asked to speak it, and, and it's all love, no problem. If you want to weigh in, great.
1: Can um sorry, just on the aspect of David. Um, he and I have been uh, secretly chatting oh, okay. in here. He's been enjoying Excellent. the show, but Excellent. um. Just uh, just a shout out to his grandmother because it is his it is her birthday and he was just there celebrating. That's why he hasn't joined us. So David, yet again, happy birthday to your grandma!
0: Happy birthday to your grandmother! Hold on a second here. So first of all, David, you know I can't even uh, I can I can put into words and I will now. And that even though we're running over time, it, it deserves some love. First of all, I don't know where you're calling from. I hope you text Darren in the chat on where you're calling from. We appreciate the love. I really appreciate the fact that you're enjoying the show. We hope you come back before and after every Raw, before and after every SmackDown. Talk that talk. Uh, and uh, just a side note, he's just informed me she has turned 85 So that's today. a beautiful thing. So a the th- the couple of things. One, the fact that he's joined us. Two, the fact that he's enjoying it and chose to interact and chose to stay with us. And then, you know, on his grandmother's birthday, he's spending his time with his grandmother And, you know, I'm going to I'm going to digress a moment here because I really appreciate it from David. And I hope you're listening, David, is that, you know, I'm getting up there in years myself. I'm not at that age yet. And then God willing, I live to be that age. But the thing is, as time goes on, you know, you start to reflect on things like this. And I'm being serious now. And this is why, you know, there was a lot of things that I wanted to do and start over the years. And this is one of them. And uh, so I appreciate that we're all sharing this moment. And then for your grandmother, if she's listening, if she's not, happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, dear grandma! Happy birthday to. You. David
1: that is from Toronto all the way to your grandmother in North Carolina. Please give her give her our wishes here at Talk That Talk. It would be muchly appreciated and I hope she has enjoyed her 85th birthday and I hope she got spoiled cuz she sure as hell deserves it.
0: Absolutely. And that was from the bottom of our hearts. And I you know what David? I did not expect Darren to join in. I haven't heard Darren sing. I didn't expect him to join in and you don't know how much how good it makes me feel the fact that Darren joined in. And it also tells me is that Darren also appreciates the love and we send all the love. Out. It's just good vibes all around. I really appreciate all of this. She, um, she
1: says thank you. So that's, uh, she has heard us.
0: Oh, so that even makes me feel. So, David, that makes me, and I'm sure it makes Darren makes us feel so good. The fact that she heard us, phenomenal. And uh, it's such a good feeling. such a good feeling.
1: Anyways, all right. Um, David, I hope, like I said, she enjoys, um, but uh, we are going to move on now. And uh, thank you again
0: for listening to us all the way from North Carolina. Um, tomorrow yeah, we've had sorry one one last thing Darren. I apologize and then we move on so we've had quite a few callers now we've had a few callers from North Carolina one from South Carolina but now I think Darren you're uh, Dar- Darren yeah. pardon me David I think you're a third call from North Carolina in the last couple shows
1: yes we've also had a guy from Brooklyn and then we had DD Dee Dee from Haiti tonight which was also quite interesting yes okay so, so we're getting there Um. so we're going into the elimination chamber tomorrow uh noon cl- noon time tomorrow. So let's just quickly run through this lineup tom- for tomorrow. Get say who we're uh, who our predictions are, and then uh, let everybody get out of here. Okay. Um, uh. So we're gonna start off. I'm not going in order here. I'm trying to keep the best matches, the bigger matches, for last. So we're gonna start off with uh, Rey Mysterio, uh, versus your man,
0: The Miz. So on the record, my official prediction is. Dum is
1: I um I <clears throat> I have to say Rey Mysterio because I think the Miz's wife is going to get him in trouble.
0: uh, and then Maurice, if you're out there, uh we all love you and uh again I repeat Dum is
1: Very good. Very good. Uh, Sorry, just to go back to David. He said he, uh, thanks to us. uh, We are very nice and he'll be tuning in next week and the next time he's getting on the line to chat with us.
0: I love to hear it, David. Thank you. Appreciate the love. Appreciate you interacting with Darren on the chat and uh, looking forward to hearing you weigh in. Again, happy birthday to your grandmother. 85 years is a long life, many more years to live. God bless. And
1: then we're going to move into my man in uh, Drew McIntyre versus Mad Hatter, Madcap Moss. And, well, I don't think I need to pick my – I don't need to say my pick. If you've been listening, you know exactly who I'm going with, and that is the Scottish – greatest of all Scottishmen in Drew
0: McIntyre. Are we really calling this a match? Is this not like – is this like – is this not a sacrifice? So the mad capper, the mad hatter, the mag, whatever it is a sacrificial lamb. Drew McIntyre should be absolutely. Drew, if you're out there, take a long look in the mirror, my friend. You should be ashamed, ashamed, feel shame, ashamed of yourself. I'll leave it at that. And my official prediction is for what it's worth, uh, like, Drew McIntyre beats a tomato can. Congratulations.
1: Roman, what he says back to you about facing uh, a fifty-five year old <laughs> retired man.
0: Oh, oh, oh old Bird. <laughs> you got it. Um, <clears throat>
1: then we've got um uh the Ronda Rousey and Naomi versus Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville, and if anybody's just joining us or missed SmackDown, we have to remind you that tonight it was announced that Ronda Rousey will have one arm tied behind her back during this match. Uh, so for that, my pick will be Ronda Rousey and Naomi for this
0: match. Well, you know, interestingly enough, this match was kind of a letdown for me prior to this evening. So it was kind of a letdown for me in the fact that, you know, uh, uh, it's a makeshift tag team operation. Can you hear me? Yeah, it was like a yep. makeshift tag team operation. And it was something that sort of came out of the blue. Wasn't really feeling it. And, and just so, much, so many issues I had with this match. But then tonight, this is why I love contract signings. This is why I say all the time, contract signs are the be all to end all. They're not, they're not, uh, you know, just a formality. All heck can break loose on there. And then, you know, things happen as we saw tonight with a new stipulation. And now I'm super intrigued about this match. I think a lot's going to go down. There could be implications. There could be implications moving forward. Maybe we're going to get a triple threat match with Naomi, uh, Charlotte and, uh, Rhonda, Maybe Sonya Deville is going to throw her uh, hat back in the mix. Maybe, like I said, Ronda's arm's tied behind her back. Maybe Sonya is going to put a beating on Rhonda. Maybe she's going to hurt Rhonda for real. And then Rhonda's going to have her own problems with her arm going to WrestleMania. All kinds of things. Anyway, I'm really looking forward to this match. What I feel is going to happen is that I feel as though who should win are Rhonda and Naomi, but I'm going to go the other way. I think the savviness of Song of the Ville and the impeccable superior wrestling skills of the Queen are going to prevail. And I'm going the Queen and Song of the Ville for the win on this match. And I'm really intrigued with this one. Well, Like I said. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting match and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, These four women are going to be very... Are very talented, and it's going to be a real good match just to uh just to watch. Um on to the next one. We've got uh Becky Lynch versus Lita in a singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. And, you know, like we've said before, kudos to Lita coming back to facing, you know, the man. But uh uh, no offense to uh, the Hall of Famer and Lita, but uh, the man is last kicking your, your ass and uh, keeping her title.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say this, is that, you know, we've talked about this before, is that Lita's a legend. Lita is, has, you know, superior wrestling skills to a lot of wrestlers in the history of wrestling. And as much as I love the man, uh, Becky Two Belts, Becky Lynch, big time Bex, is that I do love her, and she is a great wrestler. But you know her skills pale in comparison to the wrestling skills of Lita. All that being said is a roundabout way of me saying is that if you're Becky Lynch and you're in the prime of your wrestling career, I don't know if she's late 20s, early 30s, but regardless of the age, she's in the prime of her wrestling career. She's at the pinnacle of the business, and she holds the belt. If somebody in their 40s, mid-40s at that probably, I don't know Lita's exact age either, but I'd imagine she's in her 40s at least. If someone in their 40s, wrestling skills or not, can come back, And circle back, and then she's been injured. She's had, you know, she had a career ending injury, and then somehow it wasn't a career ending injury. Ella Daniel Bryan is that, and she can circle back and beat you. There's not much odds. You should be ashamed of yourself, and that's no disrespect to Lita. I'm expecting an all out war because Lita is just that phenomenal of a wrestler. But in the end, stamina, skill, youth should prevail. And Becky Lynch should win this. And I don't want any dirty win or disqualification or count out or cheating. It should be a straight up wrestling win. And rightfully so for Becky, in my opinion.
1: Absolutely. And Lita, to uh, to your question or your comment about age is
0: 46. Sorry, you there, never- I was on you for a second. Yeah, so there you go. So, I mean, you're talking, you know, better half of 50. I mean how yeah, old's Becky? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Becky Lynch would be um 35. So 11 years younger.
0: Wow, Becky's older than I thought she was. But yes, 11 years older and not with the mileage on you. Becky's been around the block wrestling, but wrestling on the circuits here and there, there's no disrespect to that because the grind is real. And actually there's nothing but respect for that. But anyone who's anyone in wrestling has been through the grind. But the thing is, is that, you know, Lita has the hours logged on the big stage day in and day out, you know, with house shows and and SmackDown and Raw and pay-per-views. You're talking three, four times a week. Lita has done that for a lot longer than Becky, so there's a lot more miles on that body for Lita than there are for Becky, even though they're only 11 years. Miles on body, they're probably 15, 20 years apart. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, Alright, on to the next match. The Usos versus the Viking Raiders for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um you know me with the usos and 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 um and um and him yep um but uh, i will definitely be taking the usos on this uh the viking raiders i'm sorry but they, they 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 they're not up to the standards of the usos at the moment and i can't see the usos losing uh their titles to these guys as much as as Ivar and Eric are two hell of a good wrestlers, and what they can do, and the moves they pull off in that ring, and their acrobatics are amazing. But they will not be losing, will not be gaining those titles off the Uso's tomorrow. You know, I'm
0: agreed hundred percent. I think I'm just, you know, I got to get one G two on the chat.
1: Yeah, you're you're uh, you're really low with sounding. You sound muffled.
0: I sound muffled. Can you hear me now? Um, oh, sorry, yeah, I think my hand might have been blocking it because I was typing. Sorry. So yeah. So here's the thing. Yes, the Viking Raiders. You know, it's a solid tag team, but you know, I appreciate you. You know and i and I expect nothing less from you, actually, so I'm not saying that you would I appreciate you. I'm just saying I appreciate it because uh, although I expect it is that you know uh the reason that we're able to uh we're able to talk about this openly is because we are who we are, and we tell it like it is. I'm not influenced by you, you're not influenced by me, we know what we know, we see what we see, we say what we say. so the point being is that you have all kinds of concerns and reservations about uh Roman Reigns, the head of the table, the bloodline, and I hear you. I completely disagree, <laughs> disagree with you, but I hear you. But I do appreciate the fact that, you know, you know what's up. You've been watching wrestling your entire life. You know the Usos are the legit. And I mean, you you know, and I know you loved them before too. I know I love them now. You just don't like some of the nonsense, and I appreciate that. But the thing is, is that yes, indeed, like the Viking Raiders. Don't get me wrong; it's a solid tag team, and I'd like to see them continue, and I'd like to see them, you know, hone their craft and continue doing what they're doing. But the Usos are elite. The Usos are on like on the. The Usos are, and I love the New Day, but we're talking the Usos, arguably. You know, see the Nuda has a little bit of a different wrinkle because well two different wrinkles. One, three people, but let's just take Xavier out of it for a second because that's an obvious wrinkle and then you got all kinds of it's hard to compete with that. But if you're just talking straight up Kofi versus Big E, you got Kofi who have who has impeccable wrestling skills. Arguably better wrestling skills than each Uso individually, although I would argue that there's a, there's a Question mark there. They're in competition with each other. But the thing is, is that both Usos are like Kofi, is that they have all similar traits and attributes. Whereas the New Day, now you got Big E in there, who's not going off the top rope, but he has the power moves. And, and again, it's like the yin and the yang. It's that, So that's what, kind of where they got the edge. My point is, is that the Usos are a generational tag team, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. And I appreciate you showing them love. You didn't hesitate, and nor should you. Hands down, the Uso should slap the shit out of the Viking Raiders and embarrass them. And I want to double splash off the top ropes and the limb ed to end this, don't you think?
1: That would be fantastic, for sure. And surprisingly enough, you know, just uh, as you spoke there, I did look up them. And surprisingly enough there is only a year uh age difference between all four men. Uh both the Usos are 36, both the Viking Raiders are 37. So they're not that far between
0: each other. Wow, interesting. And I again, I got love for the Viking Raiders. So uh keep doing what you're doing. I don't I I'm I love tag teams. I've always loved tag teams, and I'm a huge advocate of tag teams, and the more tag teams, the better. And when I say tag teams, I mean real tag teams, not slap-together people with the idea of we are, we're here today, gone tomorrow. Tag teams because they're tag teams, right? They, they want to be together. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now we're going to get
1: into the uh, one of two Elimination Chamber matches, which will be the men's. We've got the champion Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins versus Austin Theory versus Riddle versus AJ Styles. And uh, we're, as, as everybody knows that's listened to us, I'm not happy with this match, to the fact that Austin Theory is in this match and not Kevin Owens. Um, so I really and truly hope Austin Theory gets his ass beat out of that elimination chamber match tomorrow. And you know what? I hope he does have some liquid behind the ears or whatever the hell that saying was tomorrow. And I hope, <laughs> right behind and, the and, ears, and yeah, I hope it's him. it's some nice, good old blood dripping down the back of his ears because he deserves it for not allowing or beating Kevin Owens to be in that match. So with that being said. Sadly, no, not sadly. I'm not picking the beast, which I know everybody seems to think it's going to be. Wow. I'm not doing it. I am picking AJ Styles.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, just after I gave Darren all of the props in the world, and rightfully so, he stoops to a new low and cuts his nose off to spite his face meaning that he knows that Brock is going to win the elimination. Team, but he's just really, it's getting late. So in Darren's defense, we're 35 minutes over it's late, And, you know, tonight was the undertaker's retirement or hall of fame announcement. Brock and the streak, which I love Brock, but I wasn't happy with that. And I'm still not happy with that. So I'm going to forgive Darren for his nonsensical foolishness tonight When he knows he has no business in the world picking anyone other than Brock Lesnar, the beast incarnate. And we'll just move on from there and let Darren have his moment.
1: So I assume with that rant, your pick is Brock Lesnar?
0: My pick is Brock Lesnar. And I think to acknowledge the disrespect that you've shown by choosing to go the route that you went, AJ Styles in general, I will give you, uh, again, a tip of the cap. I will give you a tip of the cap.
1: 30 years, decade, three, three decades spanning career, man. It's uh, a long ways away. And uh, Brock Lesnar will never come anywhere near that. So, we're moving on. We're going to the Women's Illumination Chamber match. Um for a match at Wrestlemania 38 uh against uh the man Becky Lynch. And uh this match consists of Liv Morgan versus Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop versus Nikki Ash versus Alexa Bliss. Um you know, I, I got some women in here that I, I really could see winning this. Uh this one has been hard for me, but I I like it, it's clear as day who I believe it's going to be as much as I have to give my, my shout outs to, to Rhea Ripley and Alexa Bliss. Um but Bianca Belair is the EST of WWE, so I'm 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 going with her for this one for sure.
0: I echo your comments hundred percent. You said it right. The EST of WWE. There's nothing else to be said. I'm expecting her to come out on top. She earned her spot in there and she deserves a, a belt. She is phenomenal. She took the WWE by storm and has had it in a chokehold since she arrived and has been relentless. Uh, just absolutely a joy in every aspect to watch and appreciate. And I believe God willing, if she stays healthy and if her passion really is in the W I said, I know she's passionate about the WWE, but longevity, like passion, longevity of passion is a whole other conversation. And speaking of the undertaker this evening, I mean, he's the epitome of longevity of passion is that he's one of the very few, if not the only legend of the wwe who didn't pursue other ventures he he, he didn't go right he didn't go yes. the hollywood and i'm not knocking everyone for going right. the hollywood route and everything else I'm not knocking people for that they do what they're going to do but the point is that he's a lifer and then our, us us true hardcore wrestling fans we appreciate that the undertaker from the day he arrived until the day it ended and hopefully we'll still see him some more times is that his he his life? And his everything he did revolved around the WWE, and that's why we love him, right? And, Absolutely. Yeah, so, Absolutely. and I mean, like I said, so I say that in saying that I hope the WWE, I hope uh, Bianca Belair, and I'm certainly not going to try to stack her up against The Undertaker and put her in that position, but I hope she does have longevity of passion because, you know, she has all the other tools, Right.
1: Absolutely, for sure, and uh it's going to be a fun match, but, like I said, we can't count out some of the other superstars that are in that match, Rhea Ripley being one for the for the time that she spent in that gauntlet match on Monday, like we spoke of, of forty minutes and uh four seconds, or I believe is the time that I had said and uh to be honest 44 minutes four seconds sorry, there it is there. Uh, yeah,
0: forty-four oh four. And
1: yeah. uh, kudos to her again. So I—that's why I had to give her just a little compliment there. But sorry, Rhea, I don't see you winning this tomorrow afternoon.
0: No, I think you're right, and I'm glad you circled back to her because it was—it was an astounding performance and impressive. And uh, you know, she's she's going to have another chapter to write as far as this whole situation plays out. But we agree. I think the EST at WWE will prevail tomorrow.
1: So, so now we're left with the final match of the show, which I assume is the the uh, final match. And uh, for this, um, just to have a little fun with Shane, I'm going to bring out my inner Shane, and and I'm just going to be like Roman uh-huh. Reigns, what are you thinking? This is a disgrace. You are at the top of the WWE. You've got the champion, you've got the bloodline, yet here you are facing a 55-year-old man in Oldburg. What a disgrace this is for you and to the WWE.
0: (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) Okay, so first of all, I, uh, A, I appreciate it. I respect it. And I hear, I hear you loud and clear. I agree. I mean, all I can say, there's no defense. There's no defense. I'll I'll say two things. I'll say three things or four things. You know me. I can't shut the fuck up. So I say, I'm going to say one, I say four things. One, I I respect, I respect it a hundred percent. I hear you loud and clear. Two is that there is no excuse for this scenario to your point three however roman was called out by your next so you know it wasn't like drew seek and destroy and and searching for medical coercion roman was called out and then fourth Kind of circling back to your point, I will concede.
1: Oldberg. Yes, you have a point. He wasn't called out. But at the same time, he, he so says he's the head of the table. He's the head of the table. He didn't have to agree to this. But he downed himself to the retirement man of the table to face... Old man Berg and he says he's the head of the table. Come on. No 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 no. No head of the table if you're gonna sit here and face the retirees of the WWE. No offense to Lita. But no not happening.
0: You make a very valid point. You know, in all seriousness, I I, I can't argue with you on that. There is no defense. You're absolutely right. Is If you're calling yourself the head of the table and you, you know, I I did make my point about him getting called out, but to your point, you're, I agree. Uh, You know, I do agree with you a hundred percent is that if you're the head of the table and you got the bloodline and you know it's not even about the bloodline of special counsel, you're the head of the table and you're the big dog and you can get called out by everybody and their dog. You're the one who makes the decisions and you're absolutely right. Is that Oldberg shows up and calls you out and says, you're next what he should have said was, was exactly what you just said. Is that like, you know, you're, you're done and done no chance. I'm not going to lower myself. And on top of that, and then even in addition to that, you know, going one step further to your point is that then Roman was like, I'm going to Goldberg, Goldberg, out Goldberg, Goldberg, like giving him even more respect. So we agree. We agree on that, and I'm disappointed in Roman stooping to this level. However, Roman is my pick, and I'm hoping after it ends, what I'd like to see is I'd like to see the bloodline come in there and put an extra, extra, extra special beatdown on Oldberg.
1: Well, we all know Tweedledee and Tweedledum will be there, and they're going to get involved. So, it's it's, it's Roman's It's the head of the table's way of winning everything. Have Tweedledee and Tweedledum do it all for him. And all he does is stand there and look pretty when he pins the person at the end. The disrespect is it really is
0: insulting. But
1: at least least Drew
0: McIntyre does it on his own. Oh, gosh. Don't even get me started on who's he wrestling again. Like, is he wrestling the person that stocks the shelves in the back and subway? I don't even know who is this guy wrestling.
1: Somebody younger than grandpa that the head of the table is resting.
0: <laughs> All right, okay. To be continued, my friend. To be continues.
1: Absolutely, bud. Hey, listen. Just uh, thank you to everyone listening to us. Um, just remember this: the way Shane and I go on is not making fun of anybody. We've we've known each other a while, a long time, and uh, we know how to deal with each other. We're not here to hurt anybody's feelings. We just have fun with it. As you heard, we've been laughing all night. So please, no one take it to heart what we say. Nobody think we're trying to hurt each other's feelings or we're trying to hurt anybody. Uh, we're just here to have good banter and have a good time. So please join us on... Uh, on uh, well, you can join Shane tomorrow for the pre- and post-show for the Illumination Chamber. You can join us for the 24-hour reaction on Sunday... And then you can join us again Monday, half an hour before Raw and immediately following Raw at 11 o'clock. We'd love to hear from you guys. We thank everybody that joined us today. And uh, don't forget, we're not making fun, we're having fun. And that is the key thing here.
0: Exactly. Well said. And I'm going to echo your comments, Darren. Is that well said? So we'll leave that there exactly how you said it. Indeed. And we're going to keep doing what we're doing. And you know this is what it's all about. Like so, this is what it's all about, and we want everyone to come in and talk that talk. I'll wrap it up quickly. So, although Darren won't be with us tomorrow on Talk That Talk before and after the Elimination Chamber, uh, we've done our predictions this evening with Darren, and then we're going to do, and then we're going to do on Sunday our twenty-four hour recap reaction. Once we've had some time to digest and both myself and Darren will be here and all the WWE universe and the callers. Now I know it's been a long night. Appreciate David hanging in there with us. Appreciate uh, your grandmother hanging in there with us. We'll wrap it up. Talk that talk. It is, it's the future. It is an opportunity for everyone to call in. It's not hosted, it's not you know, facilitated, it's not directed by anyone. We're just here. It's provided by Off The Hook to the people. It's an opportunity for everyone to call in, your reaction, your opinions, your calls, before and after every SmackDown. Talk That Talk is the official, often imitated, never duplicated, live fan reaction call-in show before and after every SmackDown. And we'll see you back here again tomorrow for Elimination Chamber. Once again, it's all love with Darren and I. It's all love with the WWE Universe, but there's going to be nothing but banter, nothing but back and forth from now until the end of time. David, one more time, happy birthday to your grandmother. Thank you so much for Tavon joining us. Thank you so much for Didi joining us from Haiti. Thank you so much for David joining us from North Carolina. And don't ever forget, for everybody. Keep on talking in the free world.